Welcome to Out With Dan, the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of LGBTQ authors, characters, and our allies. Together, we lift our voices and we tell our stories. I'm Dan White. Join me as I chat with this week's author. Thank you and welcome back to Out With Dan. Today, I'm so excited to be speaking with Becky Bowen about her book, A Light on Altered Land. Welcome, Becky. Well, hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I enjoyed this book so much, and part of that was it spoke to my spirit. I found the book to be uh, a love romance story with a lot of action, a lot of exciting things going on, but I found it to be so graceful. Did you set out to create that or was that just a byproduct? No, I did set out to create that. I I wanted to have a, a story about older women who have aged gracefully, so they bring their own state of grace to the story and that it will show the mature love and the uh, kind of the experience the, the, of, of the world that, that older people have, that they can roll with the punches and adapt to changes that they see. I love that. It's especially important to see this kind of representation, at least in my opinion, because if we're fortunate enough, we do live long and we do age. And while I love young romance novels, I love coming out stories, it's also important, at least in my, from my perspective, to see what happens to us as we age. And your two main ladies age so gracefully and so wonderfully. Yes, they do. They have both experienced losses, and that's something that as we age, we all face. You know, we face the loss of a partner through death, um, diminishing abilities through divorce. Sometimes, as Catherine um, loses her husband to a, a younger woman, um, we lose some of the, the physical aspects we have. Ellie is facing her. Um, the loss of her jock abilities, you know, she's, <laughs> she's down to pickleball now, although that's got, that's got a lot going for it too. And so, you know, we're, we're at that stage where, you know, where we are facing losses and it's, um, it's up to us to find a way to deal with that and to deal with it in as positive a way. I mean, as you say, we're lucky enough to have survived this long. Yes. So, you know, we can be grateful for that at least. <laughs> I, you know, I'm grateful. It's funny. I, when I was younger, I used to shave off years. Now I add on years. Just, you know, it is, it is a number. It's also a state of mind. And if we're fortunate and we keep our mind healthy and our body healthy, we are able to do a lot of things as we age. We don't just sit in the corner and knit a blanket. We actually do, we do work towards it. And I was really excited that both Ellie and Catherine were physically able to do things. They hike, they, they don't simply sit around waiting for life to happen to them. They go out and find it. That's exactly right. You know, it is important that if we still have the ability 
the physical ability that we do use it. And, and that is uh, something that I bring out in that, in the book, you know, hiking can be a challenge, but you know, you do it <laughs> and, and, um, and going um, uh, snowshoeing in your right. center, you know, that's <clears throat> really challenging, but by gosh, you know, they'll do it. So have you snowshoed in life? You personally? Yes, yes, I have. Bless um, you. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> attempt that. No. <laughs> you know, it's very strenuous. I've, I've also cross-country skied. Um, wow. And that's, uh, that has its own range of, of skill set, too. But the, uh, I yeah. don't know, the uh, snowshoeing comes with a lot. It, it requires a lot of energy. Yes. Uh, you know, just walking in snow does. And of course, you, your snowshoes are different, but it's, it, it's very different. It's Well, I sort of liken it as if you walk along the beach in the sand, in the surf, edge of the mm -hmm. surf, because you engage so much of your body to keep moving. Yeah. And so, and that was exciting to me because here were two characters who were older in their 60s and who were able to do these things, maybe not at the speed they had done them before, but still able to do it. And I thought that too was another wonderful thing to point out. Yes, they can rise to the occasion. Yes, and I, I celebrate that. <laughs> I also love the fact that Catherine had children. Uh, this was a different, diff mm, definitely a different um, fork in the road for Catherine to take. She had children and we get to see how she navigates her life with her children and her new experiences with Ellie. Did you have something like that similar in your life? Or? No, I haven't, but I have certainly heard stories from friends where that's happened. You know, women who have been married and they come out at a later age and it's kind of a big change for the kids to adapt to. And in this story, um, the the son, although he's not really present in the book, um, he and his wife seem to be accepting of that. Whereas the daughter, no, she is, uh, she's having a hard time dealing with it. And so, you know, and Catherine has learned, of course, over the years to choose her battles with this daughter who can be pretty difficult. And she does that. She knows just how far to go. And then at that point, you know, that's enough. She just has to move on. She's got to live her life. And, and that's all there is to it. That when we started the conversation, part of what I really was impressed by was the spirituality of that. You know, hopefully as we age, we learn to navigate relationships differently than we did in our 20s. Um, there are a lot of enlightened people in their 20s, but if you live to be 40, 60, 80, hopefully your ability to navigate difficulties and to have a conversation with people who are important to you, yet you have to put boundaries up. And I really did, really enjoyed that aspect of the book. Well, I think that's an important part of uh, maturing is that you over the years become more adept at, at establishing the boundaries that and what you're comfortable with and being able to say, you know, that's enough, that this is the line that I won't cross. <laughs> yes, yes. 
and it was I also enjoyed the Mark and Trisha characters. They were what you hear in advance that they are such a great couple. And then when you meet them, you find that even they have issues they're navigating as well in a positive as as positive a way as possible. Exactly. And there's, um, you know, Trish has said that that Ellie has been kind of an inspiration for her. And, you know, it's it's true. Catherine and Ellie model open communication and complete communication. They really want to understand what is happening. And um, you do that by asking probing questions and uh, remaining as non-defensive as possible <laughs> and just getting to the truth of the matter. True. It's always a goal. Hopefully we attain. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, I, I had a similar and dissimilar, but I will say a similar reaction to a highway patrolman in Oklahoma, certainly not to the depth that your characters experience, but yet something that was very, something that has stuck with me a very long time in a positive way. And so I enjoyed that character as, as well, very much. He is, uh, that whole incident actually is partly based on what happened to uh, a niece of mine who was, uh, I have to, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it's okay. Life happens to all of us. Yeah. Um, it was partly modeled after an uh, incident that happened to my niece who was in uh, an accident and the, if the, Highway Patrol person came as well as the uh, the tow truck driver, and actually it was the tow truck driver who had a traumatic experience. And I kind of put that onto uh, Ron in this book, and who was able to make a connection with Catherine, and really that helped save them in this situation. And again, you know, it's showing that. If you're able to go deep, if you're able to make that human connection, things have a, a much better chance of turning out positively. I totally agree. Uh, Becky for president. I'll go on and put it oh. out there right now. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it, it is, it's unique how many people we run into in our earthly experience that when we keep the heart door open, our experience will be vastly different than if we keep it closed. Um, sometimes some of the, I navigate with a lot of people who have the same opinions I have. And I also navigate with people who have very differing opinions than I do about life. You know, that happens in work. And it's important to know which battle to pick, which battle to simply observe and leave alone, and, you know, which times there are to share. And that's there again, that hopefully comes with maturity. That's right. And also some of it is learning the tools um, to deal with your anger, um, to deal with the times that you're triggered by mm -hmm. something. And in this book, I model something called the emotional freedom technique. It's something that my wife and I use, um, have used over the, the years that 
when we feel charged by something, we can just go into this technique that's used for tapping the various um, acupuncture mm -hmm. points mm -hmm. uh, and just repeating the experience. And we have found that it can really discharge the negative emotion that's associated with whatever event it is. And so we don't have to bring that into our relationship. We can just take care of our own business and move forward. And it's been a, a big help um, over the years for us. And so I thought it would be important to model that in the book. And there are all sorts of uh, videos on YouTube on how to do this. And, you know, it's, so I, I just thought maybe some readers could get some help. Um, I agree. Uh, a friend of mine was a, a domestic abuse victim advocate mm -hmm. for many years and tapping is often used in that arena and it to great results <laughs> and it's it was nice to see it in print because i knew about it and i know the benefits of it but yet it was the first time it had been incorporated into a novel and so when i got to that i'm like oh my gosh it reminded me of a lot of things i knew that i might not participate in now but i'm like this is so beneficial yeah that's uh yeah i've never seen that in uh in a book either so i i thought well here's my opportunity <laughs> and these what? two these two characters would be of course um uh open in to that type of uh, technique so i love the title of the book does it have a particular meaning or is it a general meaning you know it has a lot of meaning <laughs> actually <laughs> the light and land are used throughout the book um, as kind of touchstones for for different things the um when you think of land you think of something that's you think of firm ground but as you know living in california the ground <laughs> isn't always firm here no. in florida we have sinkholes so <laughs> the the ground can shift and what you think is is your reality can suddenly just open up and it's and you have to find a way how to get out of it and here we've got two characters one has is widowed now one has just unexpectedly lost her husband through divorce. They are both newly retired. They're trying to adjust to that. They're both trying to downsize. Um, and then also just getting older, dealing with ageism, uh, and for Catherine dealing with them, some homophobia. She's not never had to deal with that. So the landscape of their lives really is changing. And then also with um, with light, we we have um, light, which is a cleansing agent, a purifying agent. And Catherine says at one point, uh, you know, just turn over the rock, see what's underneath, expose it to the light, and that's how we get through the stuff that's you know underneath that's that's really um, bothering us and and. Um, preventing us from moving forward. So that's kind of the, the, the interplay. And in, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I also, for me, I looked at it as their land was altered several times in this novel, 
whether it was with each other or the people that they came in contact with, and also sort of seeing some of those situations in a different light. Mm -hmm. And I, it was very impressive because I was like, as I said before, I'm certainly a fan of this book and I, the positivity, it just kept coming and coming. And I felt like the altered land was also their perception of life. They were both, both characters were already enlightened and they became even more so. And that was such a beautiful part of the romance of this book. You know, so many novels are about coming of age stories. Mm -hmm. And as I thought about this recently, I thought, well, this is kind of a deepening of age story. Oh, like that that. These, these two are really embracing where they're at in their lives. And it was also important for me to write uh, something that, uh, write about positive characters and, and show people um, kindness. I mean, they're oh, both nice. kind yes. characters. It seems as though so much of what's out there is in fiction and in life mm -hmm. are people um, being mean to each other, mm -hmm. dealing with all sorts of dysfunction. And yes, that does happen in the world, but hopefully we can get beyond that and, and get to some healing. And I hope that these two characters can model that sort of um, positive living. And, you know, conflict is not a big issue in this book. And, you know, there again, it seems as though conflict has to be the core of, of propelling a story forward. Well, I'm not sure that it does. Yes, there are places of conflict, hmm. but it doesn't have to be, um, you know, this all out war that's going on. I agree. One one lovely thing for your characters was the fact that they grew during their experience together. So oftentimes in a romance, you they come together, they fall apart, they come together. These two characters learn to honor each other's differences and to be curious about each other's differences and wanting to when you start creating a relationship, when you're maturing, hopefully what you do is you try to find ways to build up your partner and not have conflict. And by a certain age, your friends should be falling in line with your way of thinking, just as we fall in line with their way of thinking. We find our tribe and hopefully we learn to elevate each other. Right. Yes, that is, that's a wonderful way to summarize it. So this is the book. It is A Light on Altered Land and it's by Becky Bowen and I cannot recommend it enough. Becky, would you like to share your website or social media with us? Sure. Uh, the website is nanbeck.com. That's N-A-N -N, as in Nancy, my wife, and Beck, B-E-C, nanbeck.com. Uh, uh, I should say my wife is Nancy Manahan, who is a uh, uh, kind of an icon in lesbian literature. She she was the editor of Lesbian Nuns Breaking Silence. So we share a website and all, of our, all of our books on that. And I'm also on Facebook um, under Becky Bowen and um, 
Tumblr, that's Bowen, or or excuse me, Twitter, that's Bowen Becky. All right. Unfortunately, there's another Becky Bowen out there. So, <laughs> um, I yes, Dan. around a little bit. So, Dan White's uh, a very popular name, so trust yes. me, all of mine have to be creative with something. <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. Oh, thank you so much for chatting with me. And if you hang on, I'll be right back. Okay. Thanks so much, Dan. Thank you. Thank you for joining us with Out With Dan and see you soon. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out With Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at outwithdan.com, on Twitter at outwithdan, and on Instagram and Facebook at gooutwithdan. This podcast is hosted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, and the theme music is provided by bensound.com. Join us again soon for the next episode of Out With Dan.